Brand new LCP. Welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of that Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Again, this is that. Brand new LCP. And in this episode, which will be centered strictly around dating in 2022 slash 2023, I want to give you guys a lot of great tips because I had a voice message come through from my guy. Y'all know my man, Sully. He always sends in a voice message that kind of piques the interest and kind of makes me take a deep dive into many different avenues. So in this centered episode, I want to talk about dating because I seen an article last week in Time Magazine where they spoke about how expensive it is to date in this generation, this era now in 2022, especially when you factor in for inflation. And then my guy Sully, he took it a step further where he kind of, he named the race of woman that he think is the most expensive to date. Now, when I play that, I know it might be triggering to some people. So I'm going to say first and foremost, this is his opinion. But one thing we don't do over here at that. Brand new LCP. We don't suppress people's opinions, which is why I always encourage people to send in a voice message. Because sometimes in a voice message, I might agree or I might not agree. But one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to suppress somebody's opinion because opinions make the world a better place, whether you agree or not agree. Opinions like no no two people on earth going to think the same for 100 percent of things. And that's what I've been trying to get people to understand. You can agree to disagree sometimes. But again, I haven't heard his voice message in full. So I'm going to start the show off. I'm going to start this shit off right now. Playing what my guy Sully said, then I found a dope page on YouTube where, because of course, to balance it out, I wanted to get a woman's perspective as well. And she she really gave some great, you know, information, some great views about why she thinks that dating now, especially for younger adult women, is so difficult. Whether it be things you look for, expectations, the role social media can play in what you're actively pursuing it's going to be some great tips. So great, clap it up for the episode I got planned for you guys, man. So we're going to start right now. We're going to dive into the voice message my guy sent in, and we're going to take it from there. Let's go. Again, this from my boy Sully. Um, I believe he was on the podcast about, you guys can scroll back about nine to ten episodes ago. His name was Solomon Crawford. He stepped on the podcast. Make sure you guys check out that episode. It was very fun, very informative. Make sure you guys keep sharing the, the podcast, man. LCP, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast on all platforms. Spotify, Google, Apple Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast, man. Again, my cash app is dollar sign NYC Story 718. Share the podcast. Tell your friends. Let's get this thing going. This voice message is from my guy, Sully. What race of women, in general now, are the most expensive to date? From my perspective, this has always been black women. They always per month cost more. The I want to pause it right here to let you guys know. I said first and foremost, this is his opinion. So don't jump down my fucking throat. This is his opinion. But one thing I said, one thing we don't do over here at the LCP. We don't suppress people's opinions. If you if you got something to say, whether I agree or not agree, we're not going to suppress your opinion. And that's why I always encourage people to send in a voice message let your voice be heard 
if this is how you feel, this is how you feel. But of course, I'm going I'm to interject sometimes in between this message to kind of give you my opinion and kind of counterbalance. But some things he say, I might agree with. Some things he say, I might not agree with. And that is the beauty of healthy, open, great conversation. Costs more. The gifts cost more. The random little outings cost more than my experiences with Asian women or my experiences uh, with white women. When a black woman that I am interested in asks me to take her somewhere, it's usually not going to be somewhere really cheap. Again, it's not everybody, but for the most part, it's not going to be somewhere really cheap. Whereas, let me give you a story. I was talking to this white chick. Um, This is when I was fresh out of college, so what, 22 years old, making about $55,000 a year. So we're going to pause it right there because we got two more minutes of the message. And this is why I love when you guys send in these great lengthy messages because it gives me time to listen. Then I get to interject and it just provides some great content for you guys. So quick breakdown. He said that he believes that black women are the most expensive to date because oftentimes when you take them on a date, it's not nowhere cheap. They want to go to some place they've seen on Instagram, some place they've seen on TikTok to where you sit down. And of course, now when you factor in for inflation and how some of the places you could sit down at three, four years ago, you about to pay two times, three times the price now. So what he's saying is that a lot of black women want to go on dates to extravagant restaurants and extravagant places as opposed to simply want to go on a date to actually get to know him. And I know that some of you guys are going to say, well, so should I lower my standards? You don't got to lower your standards, but sometimes, matter of fact, let, let's hear more of what he got to say first before I give my love too much of my opinion. I ain't trying to get cursed out this early. And we went out quite a bit. You know, I take her out. She took me out, things like that. But the entire time that we talked, the most expensive place that she asked me to take her, I shit you not, was Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I don't know what it is about white women and fucking Chick-fil-A. But like this was that was like good food to her. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a decent night out. We go get Chick-fil-A, go to the park, eat it there, whatever. Right. That was a consistent sort of this is the price range that I'm going to have to spend to do the bare minimum to keep her happy. Um, with the Asian women I've talked to, and I'm not talking about Japan, I'm talking about, you know, here in the United States, it's roughly about the same, right? We Maybe we go get some kimchi or some shit like that, uh, go back to the crib, and that's a good night out. But my experiences with, with black women are not that. It's usually a $150 commitment on a date and multiple dates a month. Mm, mm. I want to pause it right there for a second. Because I want to do a quick breakdown of what he said. So we said in regards to the races of women that he's dated, he mentioned white, he's mentioned, he's mentioned Asian, and he's mentioned black women. He said when he goes out on dates with white women, you know, they go somewhere, get some food, and they're able to have a conversation and talk and get to know each other. Same thing with Asian women. They go on a date, get some food. They don't cost an arm and a leg. And they're able to talk, engage, and really get to know each other. And people do that when they aren't on their fucking phone on the whole date. Now, he said, in regards to black women, that when he take them on a date, on average, the commitment on that date is at least $150 minimum that you have to spend to take her on a date. And then you have to factor in multiple dates a month. So let's say 150 minimum times, let's say ah, five dates. 
you had $650 a month on dates alone. And again, that 150, that's the minimum. That's not even the max. So I can understand it, especially when I factor in my own history of dealing with certain things. When it, I, I don't just want to center it on black women because I don't want to get jumped and attacked. But sometimes, like the expectations and what you feel as if someone has to pay to show that they are worthy of your time because they gotta, they gotta flex, they gotta flex their their financial, you know, gains over you to sometimes make you even wanna. You know what? I want a man that's going to provide and do things for me. And I get and I get that I understand. But sometimes it do be tough and it do be overbearing. And I know some of y'all going to say, "Well, John, if you're a broke ass nigga, just say that." I know I know the little Instagram and TikTok quotes motherfuckers be saying, but I'm just saying. Sometimes it is overwhelming, and sometimes some of the goals and desires do be unrealistic, which is why I say you have to separate from social media. And that's why I'm happy I found a great counterbalance to where I'm going to play for you guys in this episode where I found the black woman who's dope, who gives great content on YouTube. And she broke down why she feels that it is so difficult to date in 2022. But before we get into that, let's play the last half of this message from my guy, Sully. And so in comparison to that experience, the last black woman that I talked to, the first date she recommended we go on was to the sundial in Atlanta. The first date. So immediately that set the tone for how much money I'm going to have to spend to entertain this woman. And I've been told that this is my fault, right? I'm consistently going after women that look so good that you know it's going to be expensive to talk to them. But my issue with that is like, I feel like I don't have to date down look wise mm. with other races of women. If I want a really fine white woman, a really fine Asian woman, that doesn't mean that my <laughs> my expense is going up. Mm. But like with black women in my experience now, I know it's not everybody. If I want a really fine one, most people are going to say, oh, man, she's going to cost a lot of money. I, I, I got to tell you, man, mm. I don't like that thinking, but I think the thinking is somewhat accurate. Let me clap it up for my guy Sully, cause that was a that was a point I didn't really think about. Now again, to the to all the great, amazing, beautiful, hardworking, dope, mature black. I know it seems like I'm panning it right now, cause I probably am. I'm trying to get in your good graces before I say what I gotta say. But now, if you just think outside the box, like your way of thinking and how you view things, just throw it out right now. Throw it in the trash for this one second because he said that he believes and we kind of see it. Like when you look at, let's use celebrities, for example. Sometimes it seems as if the more attractive, the more beautiful a celebrity is, it is going to cost more to attain her. But now if somebody is, I don't want to say, let, let, let's take out the word ugly. If somebody is on a, a lower tier in terms of beauty, most times the cost to to court her, be with her, date her or attain her attention is going to be lower. It's like how when I was growing up, they say, yo, you better get you a girl from the hood, get you a hood rat, because not saying that this is true. But the common way of thinking is that if you get you a girl from the hood, you get you a hood rat, you could take her somewhere like Burger King McDonald's and she'll be impressed. Oh, my God, you got me a Big Mac. And it's like the value was lower. 
But now if you get you a girl that's not from the hood, a black girl that's from the suburbs, a girl that, you know, is from a nice family, a nice background, she don't have to dumb down what she wants, but the cost to attain her, to take her on a date, you're going to have to put out more financially than the opposite. And I don't want to say that's a fact, but that's something, it's kind of true. And I hate that we have to acknowledge that. And again, this is my opinion, but I gave you guys the chance to, to express yourself on Instagram. My IG is Lunchroom Chatterpaw, and I gave you guys the chance. I said, hey, send in a voice message because on the on the upcoming episode, I have a voicemail I'm going to play for my guy Sully where he said he thinks that black women are the most expensive to date. So I gave you guys the chance beforehand. I gave you guys a heads up, a preview of what he was saying. And I told you guys, hey, if you don't agree, you think it's fucked up. Voice your opinion. Now, before I get into, into the YouTube video that I was talking about to where I, I want you to hear things from a black woman in regards to her perspective on dating in 2022. Now, I do think that it's okay to enjoy social media, but use it as if it is a Disney book. Know how to detach from the fairy tale. So it's it like it's nothing wrong with scrolling through Instagram, TikTok, or Snap, whatever the case may be. It's nothing wrong with that. The issue is when you internalize and you see everything, and now you're taking bits and pieces of 25, 30 different profiles, and now you're factoring that into, into what you want. You're including all of that in your vision board. When it's okay to just see some shit and turn your head and don't take what the fuck you just seen and put it on your vision board. Make your vision board be realistic. Make your vision board be realistic to you, your life, and just what you want. You don't got to see what the last 15 people had. And now you want to, oh, I want to have a girl's night and make a vision board. And now your vision board is shit that's unrealistic to your life. Based off of how you are, based off of how hard you work. It's simply shit that don't make no sense to you. Some shit that makes sense to Beyonce makes sense to Beyonce. But if you TT from the block, make your expectations around you. Don't have Beyonce expectations, but you TT from the block. I'm going to clap it up. Because it sounds like I just said some shit, even though I probably did. And that's why I said, man, I I really appreciate. I'm going to clap it up for my guy Sully, too, man. I want to clap it up, man, because I, I, I love and I, I, I really enjoy the fact that that he really takes this. Like every time he sends in a voice message, he don't bullshit it. He don't beat around the bush. He don't send in a little 20 second voicemail. And now I got to kind of fill in the gaps of what he's trying to say. He explains himself thoroughly to where you can actually understand what he's saying. He give reasons to back up what he's saying. So he ain't just saying some shit just to say some shit. Now, hold on. I think I got the page pulled up again. You guys can follow this young leg, this young black lady on YouTube. She's dope. Her name is Tony Brienne. That is T O N I last name B R Y A N N E T V. That is her, her YouTube page. Now her video is, 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 um, her video is entitled the traumatic reality of dating in 2022. Now I want to, I want to see if I can start it up. At the point I was now again, the video 13 minutes. I'm probably not gonna play a 13 minute. I'm trying to find the part. If you are around my age, which is here, we go boom one time, first try. Now, 
I believe her age is around 21, 22 years old. But as we know, with social media, everything's so interconnected. So if you're 31, 32, 33, 34, it's probably still going to apply to you because age, social media has eliminated the age gap. But she's going to, and again, I want to play this because I want to use this as a way to counterbalance what my guy Sully said because she dives into some of the things she feels makes dating difficult. And this is from the mind and the experiences of a young black woman. But let's dive into some of what she had to say. One, y'all, we have so much time ahead of us. We're very young, but I do just want to speak on the aspects of dating and why I do think it is traumatic right now and why it may be difficult to find a really good and authentic partner. But just know you have time. Focus on your career. Focus on you. It'll make you a much happier and peaceful person. I am in a very peaceful state of mind right now. I'm very okay and content with being single. It can get very depressing if you're constantly trying to look for somebody and you're finding absolutely nothing and it sucks. Just know you have time, okay? But let's get into these talking points. Number one. A lot of people are looking to date for an aesthetic or date for social media. We all know dating has kind of become a trend on social media. This started probably back in 2015, 2016, I'd say, when couple channels started taking over YouTube. Now, couple channels are not as popular anymore, but a lot of that is because a lot of couples are moving onto platforms like TikTok. Relationships are literally thrown down our throats, even if we don't care to see it. A lot of people do not look at relationship goals as qualities in a partner, they look at it more as the aesthetic of a partner. People look at the outside versus the inside of the relationship. From prior experience and also from hearing from other people, relationships are incredibly difficult. And I don't even like to say my prior experience because that was a younger relationship. Dating as an adult has to do with a lot of sacrifice, acceptance, and understanding. However, a lot of relationships are built just upon ego and looks on the outside. And when it comes to social media, sometimes it's a transactional thing where we have this audience from making all this money we have resources why in the world would I break up with you and all that does is prevent other people from finding their person just because you're with someone does not mean that they're your person and that also goes with people who actually have a real loving relationship comparing their relationship to other people's relationships that they see on social media, which in fact will destroy your relationship by constantly comparing. Comparison is the thief of joy, and that's one aspect of social media being very traumatic for relationships. I want to pause it right there, because clapping... Mm. That is something I've said for years on this podcast. When people get into that state of comparison to where they have their own relationship. They have their own, but now they go on IG, they go on Snapchat, they go wherever, and now they see these other couples, and now they want or they want their their relationship to be what what they see, and that's when the issues come in when you want your relationship to be like something you just seen on Instagram. Worry about your own fucking relationship. Worry about yourself. You don't have to see some shit, and now you want exactly what you've seen because. Worry about your own fucking partner. And the fact that this even has to be expressed in 2022 shows how fucked up a lot of society is. Because if you're a man, you're a woman, and you dating and you dating that person, talk to your fucking partner. And this dives out into something I was talking about the other day on um Instagram where I was on I mentioned I haven't been on Facebook in forever. I haven't been on Facebook in forever, but I went on Facebook and I seen a post of a lady, um, someone I've, I've known back in college. And 
She's 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 in a relationship. She's dating somebody, and her words herself said that her relationship is well. You know, he does what he got to do. He's a provider. He loves her. He takes her on dates. But the post she made was that she was angry and she was venting because she wanted to know why in her relationship on Instagram that when she posts a picture, she posts a selfie in her IG stories that other men who follow her, they drop the heart emoji or they like the post. But her man, all he does is look at it and he doesn't like it. And she said that that makes her feel away. That makes her feel insecure. Or whatever the case may be, even though in real life, he is doing everything he has to do to keep her happy. These are her words, not mine. But she feels insecure and she feels a way that on social media, he does not like her picture or he does not like her IG stories. Now, that's I know she's lying. Ooh, you a lie. What? Oh, my God. Look, in real life, if your man is doing what he got to do, and and that's why I say, like, even introducing the aspect of social media changes the game. Because, like, let's let's for a second pretend as if social media does not exist right now. She would have a good relationship. But now when you add in social media, it's a relationship to where she now harbors insecurity because he does not like her posts on Instagram. Do y'all see what I'm saying right now and how social media can play a part in helping you self-sabotage a relationship? Because now that man is working a lot, as she said. And now he's he's going above and beyond to provide for you because he loves you and he cares about you. But now he has to hear from you or hear from your friends that, hey, did you see that your girl posted a status about you on Facebook? Like that's some fucked up shit. And that is a way of creating trauma and conflict in your relationship that doesn't need to be there. That is also a way of self-sabotaging because things are going too great. Things are going amazing. Yes, you might have past trauma from the past that you probably should have went to counseling for before you decided to date somebody else, but you didn't. So now you're dating somebody else. So now it's going great. So now I got to find some shit to kind of nitpick on. I found it. You don't like my shit on Facebook. You don't like my shit on, um, in my IG stories. That's a problem for me. So everything is going well. So you just had to find some shit. And that is a way of self-sabotaging your own fucking relationship. Also, the constant gratification that people get on social media, seeing that there are so many options. And this gets into my point number two. People feel as if they have so many options these days. Mm. Let's throw it back 30, 40 years ago. 30, 40 years ago, the only women or men you can encounter are the ones in that given area. That meant that a lot of people fought a little bit harder. Or when you went out to the bar, you went out to a club, you actually met men that had actual intentions that wanted to approach you. And vice versa. I'm sure from a male's perspective, they may feel as if a lot of women do this too. I'm going to speak on both ends because y'all always say I only speak from the women's perspective, but I'm going to say from what I know because I don't date women, but from what I see on social media. A lot of men do not approach women these days because they don't feel they need to. Their ego is stroked a lot through social media if they are an attractive man. So they can meet any woman from anywhere. They can be from Arkansas and meet a woman from California. So why would he feel Mm. the need to approach Becky in the little club in Arkansas? I feel as if a lot of the times when it comes to relationships, 
Men look at relationships looks-wise, so how a woman looks, and women look financially wise. It seems there are beautiful, educated, talented, smart women everywhere. And it seems that there are all these men that are rich, six foot three, fly you out, are corporate, but have a little hood in them. Women are looking for men that have lots of money. A lot of men are expected to make millions of dollars at just 21 years old. Women are expecting to meet ballers, these rappers and athletes when they have... And that is when you factor in IG, when you factor in social media and how, again, going back to what I just said, it creates unrealistic expectations to where you meet somebody, as she said, you meet a man at 21, 22, 23. And because this, this is what you see when you when you open up a fucking app, you expect him to just have all the shit together. But the same way you might be 24, 25 and don't have your shit together, he might not have his shit together either. So don't hold him to unrealistic expectations just because that's what you see when you open up a fucking app. Because one thing I've never heard in my fucking life is it's rare I've ever heard a woman say, I had a good man, but I fucked it up. Majority of the time, it's always that nigga ain't shit. He trash. It's his fault. I'm single because men are garbage. I'm saying because there's no good men out here, but rarely, I don't, maybe once or twice have I ever heard in my fucking life. At, a, at, a, at this point in my time, at this point in my life, I was immature. I wasn't ready. I had a good guy and I fucked it up. And I know some of you guys want to say, well, what if she never had a good man? But if you're 35, you're 40 years old, even if you're 30, 31, and you say that I'm single because all men are trash, then what does that say about your type? What does that say about the the type of man that you go after? Because somebody can pursue you. A relationship doesn't happen until you decide you want to pursue that person in return. That is where I say accountability has to come in because nobody forces you into a relationship. It's not something you're forced into. And that's the point I'll be trying to make with motherfuckers be like, oh, it's 100% their fault. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Look in that fucking mirror and take some fucking accountability for what you decided to do as well. That's why I be trying to express these things, and that's why I try to have these conversations, and that's why I wanted to have this episode to kind of give you guys something to listen to, some food for thought. This is that lunchroom chatter. I wanted you guys to actually have some food. Brand new LCP. For thought. So you guys can take it to work. You know, when you out with your homegirls, you having a girl's night. Think about it like, damn. Hey, girl, I listened to the lunchroom chatter podcast and he said this or a voicemail said this or he, he played the clip and this woman said this. I'm trying to provoke. I'm trying to promote conversation that you guys can listen to or and you guys can dive into deeper dialogue after the podcast is over so i just don't play some shit because i want you guys to listen to it and then once you guys close the app the conversation is over no i want you guys to continue that conversation and that's how i want to end it man because i'm trying to stay away from making like hour long podcast episodes and Cause sometimes like once you, you hit the point you trying to make a lot of shit be filler. And that's why I feel like a lot of you guys and people have told me, Hey, I I love your podcast because you get right into it. I love your podcast because you don't bullshit. You don't take 45 minutes to say some shit 
in that the last two hours of the podcast is like filler talk, talking about oatmeal and what you ate. I want to get straight to the shit. That's why it's called lunchroom chatter. Because back in high school, lunchtime was about 30, 35, 40 minutes. You don't got three hours to say some shit. So anything you want to say, you got to get your shit out right away. Because after lunch, you're going back to class. You can't talk the way you want to talk to unless you was a badass little kid. But let me play a little bit more of what my girl Tony had to say before we get the fuck out of here. Good man at home, or they may have a man that is a very good guy, but they're like, hmm, does he really make that much money? I think I can find someone that can make even more money. I want to go to Miami. I want to get flown out. I saw that on social media. Men are looking at, oh my God, she's bad. I get multiple bad girls. A lot of girls are looking for this type of man that I am because the sector of men is getting smaller and smaller for like what's considered a qualified man. And I think that strongly ties to ego. Social media is a facade, and a lot of people that are in these relationships, they just show you the beautiful side of it they show you the surface level of it you don't see what they're going through every day trying to fight for that relationship and or fight for themselves you may think you have a lot of options but in reality you do not have many options especially if you're looking for true genuine and pure love and that's why you're confused why you won't get that text back why he won't ask you on a date why she's not texting you back it's always like that because people have a lot of options and though they may not want to admit it it's the truth. A lot of people are always looking for something else. And I feel with this generation, especially with Gen Z, we constantly say, oh, we're young, we have so much time. And we do, but at the same time, we do not. If you keep burning bridges and getting out there a little bit too much, it's going to hinder you. Because before you know it, you're gonna be 27. And I'm not saying be a wife at 21, 22 years old. I am not saying that because I am not in the place to do that at all right now. Like I said, I'm just young and enjoying myself. But doing that constant fast life track, I think it gets old and boring after a while and you're gonna want a good person at home that actually loves you for who you are number three loyalty is not considered a necessity y'all the amount of jokes we see on social media about cheating and people saying oh i'm gonna cheat back or women even expecting people to cheat and that one video i did on megan james saying i, I want to brand new lcp that's where we gonna stop it because that's 100 percent factual and that's something we probably gonna dive into either on the next episode or on a bonus episode But I, I want you guys to stay locked in If you want bonus content I want you guys to subscribe to Lunchroom Plus Which is available only on Apple Podcast, Man, next episode dropping on LCP Plus I'm talking about spanking Versus You know, other ways to discipline your child And that's why yesterday on IG On Instagram, which is Lunchroom Chatter Pod, I posed the question to the parents out there, do you spank your child? And I didn't ask the question because I wanted to judge. I wanted to know, do you spank your child or do you not spank your child? And then everyone who said yes, I DM'd them directly. Hey, you know, at the time when you spanked your child, what made you do it? And I got some great, amazing responses. And also, I just want to have a, a discussion about that because as we know, a lot of us got beat as kids. Our parents got spanked. I don't mean beat. I take beat back. A lot of us got spanked as kids. A lot of us got, our parents got spanked or quote unquote corporal punishment. You know, as, as in, yo, go get that switch. Go get that tree breath. I'm going to spank your ass. But now, in 2022, a lot of that is considered abuse. And I had a response from, from a great friend of mine's who said yes, that, that she spanks her daughters and that she does it because she tries to correct her child's behavior before her child gets in the street 
And now her behavior is corrected in a way by someone who might not have the same love and affection and care for her daughter that she has for her. So we're going to dive into that exclusively on Lunchroom Plus. You guys stay tuned in, stay locked in. And as always, let your friends know. Do not listen to the podcast and stay silent and keep it to yourself. Share, 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 and share. Make sure you guys always share that. Brand new LCP. Again, my cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. If you want to support your favorite independent creator, make sure y'all stay locked into my IG at lunchroom chat apart for more topics, more conversation, and to also let your voice be heard and have many ways to get your voice directly. On the new episode or future episodes of that. Brand new LCP. Stay locked in.